Hello, amazing parents and caretakers, and welcome to the Pumped Up Parenting Podcast. I'm your family empowerment coach, Celia Kibler. I'm a mom of a blended family of five kids. I'm a grandma of nine kids, an author, a teacher, a speaker, and a consultant with over 40 years of training and real-life parenting experience. I'm here to offer you practical, doable tips, strategies, and techniques that will pump up your parenting skills and create peace, love, and laughter throughout your family. In addition, I'll be interviewing some great humans that are on a mission to make your life a better, happier, and healthier life. So let's not waste any time and get started with the next episode of the Pumped Up Parenting Podcast. Thanks for listening. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Pumped Up Parenting Podcast. I have a wonderful guest with me today that I think you guys will really enjoy listening to. His name is David Figueroa. He is a motivational speaker and current middle school teacher. So that alone is a superpower. If you know middle schoolers, I've worked with all ages. So it is a true superpower to be a middle school teacher. And I'm so grateful that there are teachers out there that just love teaching middle schoolers. And he is a three-time sport athletic champion. And on this, he has cerebral palsy. So I am excited to welcome you, David, and please say hello to our audience. Oh, hi, everyone. Uh, Thank you, Celia, for having me on your show. Um, Definitely, I'd like to share a little bit about how I grew up, uh, you know, a little bit about how it was, you know, especially with my parents. Um, Well, to kind of begin, uh, I could not read, write, or walk until I was eight years old, Um, I struggled doing the basic things that any normal child could do. Uh, luckily, I had, um, at the time, before I was eight, I had my biological mom, my stepdad, or my stepmom, and my dad in my life. So they, all three of them together, were able to take care of me from the beginning. And But unfortunately, I suffered a family tragedy, which was in the form of my mom, my biological mom, who passed away at the age of 23. And then my stepmom kind of took over. And did you live with your biological mom? I actually bounced back and forth during that uh, short period of time when I was growing up. So I'd go to, I'd live in Florida for for a few months and I could see my dad and my stepmom in Puerto Rico for the summer. So they lived, both your parents lived far from they didn't live close to each other. No, not at, no, not not at the time. Okay. Um, so that's hard, anyway, guys. You know, I, I you know, I've been uh, parenting a blended family now for over twenty five years, and it's hard when you're the parents don't live close to the kids. My personal kids, my my two, um, my ex, he lived in Missouri while they were growing up and I lived in Maryland. So they had to fly by plane on their own five and 12 and older as they grew up, they had to get on that plane by themselves to go off to Missouri. And it's it's difficult, difficult um, having your parents live so far apart. So that in itself is a challenge. 
But so you you grew up, you had wonderful parents, it sounds like, very supportive, which bless their hearts. I love that. It's what I work for, for all parents to be supportive, uh, regardless of marital situations and things, so that, you know, your child's well-being is the goal here. And uh, I'm glad to hear that happen with you. So you grew up, you, had, you were confident. Tell me about your your desire of physical fitness you were you're a three sport champion so you must be very athletic and very physically fit so let's talk a little bit about your fitness and your abilities well i i got into the road of fitness via my doctor um uh for the for until i was maybe 15 i was one of those you know one of those kids that was very active was sitting around all the time, just playing video games, just being a typical teenager. But at the same time, you have to realize when you have a disability, you have to take extra care of yourself. And if you don't, as you get older, your body starts to deteriorate faster, especially when it comes to CP. So when my doctor said you have to change what you live, your lifestyle, even though you're still young, when you're older, your body's gonna your body's gonna thank you because it's gonna it's gonna be a deterioration process or the the amount of time the aging process of your body it's gonna it's going to slow down. So then I started getting into fitness. This was uh, in between me playing sports. So uh, and it helped out a lot in the long. I helped out in the long run because as I got older, now that I'm almost uh, thirty. And in, in, in about two months, uh, I'm still walking, you know, when, when, you know, when I shouldn't be walking right now, I should be confined to a wheelchair, but Incredible. thanks to, thanks to have, thanks to being able to change into taking, you know, myself and putting myself in a position where you have to take care of yourself. I've been able to prolong that process. And that's, that's wonderful. And you know what, let's take a little break because I've worked with many people with cerebral palsy. You have cerebral palsy and, um, but you know, there may be people out there that don't know what it is. So could you take a minute and explain what CP is so that everyone knows? Well, my, my CP at um, cerebral palsy for the, for, for the most part, uh, it varies from person to person. So some people could be confined to a wheelchair. Some people could be nonverbal. Some people could have could it affect one side of their body, which is which is my situation. I'm a spastic hemi, hemi which is cerebral palsy that affects only one side of your body, which is uh, my right side. Uh, but cerebral palsy uh, universally it happens because of lack of oxygen to, to the to the brain and to your body. So that's why it it affects the the body and could have a hand-eye coordination and speech. And, it, and as far as I know, it usually occurs at birth, correct? It does, yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, so you had to overcome all these challenges. Clearly, you speak wonderfully. Uh, you see, you move, you're, you're an athlete. You have really conquered all the things that this disease normally conquers for you, but you've overcome and you've conquered and you've become this 
inspiration to so many. And honestly, David, you know, I love having you on because I'm sure there are listeners right now that have children with CP or maybe their parents with CP and they, they, you know, they're very concerned naturally, as I'm sure your parents were, you know, and are. And um, I want to talk a little bit about what allowed you to conquer it so that if there are parents out there listening right now that may be, you know, loving a child with CP, what advice do you have for them that you received that gave you the empowerment and the, the um, drive to keep going and to meet your goals and see them through and conquer them? Well, first and foremost, it would be a great support system. Like I mentioned earlier, I had my, my mom for a brief part of my life and then my stepmom and my dad, they were always very supportive. Uh, the, the beautiful thing about all three of them together was that my, my mom used to, or my stepmom used to guide my mom and teach her how to kind of take care, take care of me because my, my biological mom was a very young mom. She was at the time she was in her mid teens about to become an adult when she, when she had me. And then as I, as I got older, uh, my stepmom, you know, of course they met each other. And my stepmom used to always guide my mom into taking into how to take care of me. She taught, she told me, how, she told her how to take me to therapy, how to do certain things with me. And then um, also uh, tough love. You know, I, I don't, I, I don't know if parents do that out there, but I, I was given that tough love, you know, and a little bit doesn't hurt anybody. You know, my, my stepmom would always be like, you know, my pity box is broken. I know you're more capable than this. She would always push me uh, in regards to, you know, whether it was school, whether it was anything that had to do with life. She would always push me because she always saw me as an, you know, as a capable son and a human being. I love that. I love that. And that was, I was going to ask you, what did anybody, you know, guide you that, you know, or parented you where they assumed you couldn't do things. So, you know, instead of assuming you could do it, did you get any energy from people who were like, well, you can't do that. So don't worry about it. Don't try. You know how that is you know, instead of the tough love and, you know, gratefully your parents were like, you can do this. Keep trying, keep working at it. You can, did you ever get the other side of the coin from anyone? Oh yeah. From, I got it from, uh, uh, from surprisingly from family members, you know, I had family members that would be, you know, uh, you know, let, let him, let him, let him do whatever. We'll, we'll help him out, you know, but then my, my stepmom, my stepmom, now mom would be like, no, he he can do this. Don't, don't do it for him. You know, let, let him try, try and do it. And if he needs help, he'll ask. There you go. Well, uh, bless her heart. Oh my. And look at you. I mean, the, like you're amazing. So, so let's, Talk a little bit about um, the three sports that you're champion in that, you know, so that people know what sports you have been accomplished in and what you've conquered. And then we're going to move on to teaching because that's a whole nother story. So (laughs) what sports are they? 
Well, I was a baseball player. I was a football player, and I was a cyclist uh, during that time, during uh, my early years. So from like 1999 to 2008, I did all three sports. And as the time progressed, I kind of transitioned into each sport. So from 99 to 08, I played baseball. Then I kind of got football in the in the mix. Or, but first it was baseball, then it was cycling. And then from cycling, I transitioned to football. And then all three sports, it was kind of like a phase. So baseball was the one that I played the longest. I played that for about 10 years. Then I did football for about two, from 06 to 08. And then cycling, I did it from 03 to 04. Now I want... I want parents out there, I want family out there who knows someone with CP, who's working with someone, who's raising someone. Baseball, football, cycling, guys, don't think your children cannot achieve things. Don't cover and keep them from doing something because you're fearful. And I understand that, that they might get hurt or they might fail. They'll always fail if you don't let them do it. So you gotta give them the chance to do it. And the better they develop skills, you know, David didn't become like a champion overnight. He had to work on it like anyone else does, regardless of the fact that he had CP. You know, people just don't become the best of the best without trying. You gotta start somewhere. So let your kids do stuff. Let them try. Um, David, I, I love talking to you. You're so inspiring. <laughs> Thank you. I truly appreciate that. Now, being a middle school teacher, because middle schoolers, I love my teenage babies to death, but they can be critical. They can be abusive. They can be um, disrespectful. They can be difficult for anybody to teach. And, you know, really, and parents have a, a hard time connecting with them. And I work with a lot of parents that have teenagers that are just like, I'm totally disconnected from my child. You know, they, they don't talk to me. They go into the room. That's it. I never see them again. And here you are, a middle school teacher with a challenge, which I don't even know if you consider a challenge, but with a, with a, a, special, a special gift that allows you to, to be a little outstanding in your field. And I really want to ask you how the kids react to you. And I know you are able to relate to them. And how do you make that magic happen? Because a lot of parents I, and a lot of people, a lot of listeners, I'm sure are thinking, I, I don't know how he does it. I, you know, I, I, I actually employed a, uh, a guy with cerebral palsy to teach my fitness classes in elementary schools. And he, you know, he did have to overcome and connect with these kids in new ways, but it all worked out great. So anyway, so tell us a little bit about you, the middle schoolers and what you love about teaching. Well, uh, first uh, I began uh, teaching four years ago in, in middle school. So I've always been in the middle school setting. Uh, you'd think that uh, being with a disability, you you can come in and, and 
and teach easily. Unfortunately, as, as you know, it's, it's not as easy as it looks. You know, you, you're, you walk in and you constantly think to yourself, what are the kids thinking about you? Uh, then you think about what's their motive because here you are with a physical disability, which is a huge, you have a huge target. You're, you're a huge target to these kids. But fortunately, the kids responded positively to me. And, and uh, it seems to have always been that way. I've had some uh, pretty, pretty unique experiences with the kids, especially when it comes to uh, some kids, you know, having uh, rem- remarks. I mean, some of them could be very insulting, but it's hilarious because uh, it could happen in the classroom. And some of the kids uh, stand up for me, you know, even though I can stand up for myself. Some of the kids will, will, that will stand up for me and they'll say some things that I, I can't say on air because it's, 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 uh, it's vulgarity. But uh, when the way that they say it, it's not to offend anybody or to kind of, you know, it's to say, hey, you know, don't say things about him and, and stuff like that. And it's a good feeling when you have even your own students uh, that aren't really aware of what you have. Uh, you you know they 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 uh they defend you all the time and it's it's a it's a surreal feeling you know when you make a difference in their lives I love it I love it and you know and it's an awkward time for kids kids feel awkward with or without visibilities you you, you feel awkward and and there are a lot of reasons that kids don't connect with parents because they don't feel like anyone listens to them and they don't feel like you know anyone cares and when you're a teacher and you come in and you have the opportunity to connect with kids regardless they they you know release their kindness and their compassion too because it's really in there a lot of the stuff that teenagers put up that middle schoolers put up is defensive and you know I always say like in eighth grade I always tell my parents I'm like watch out eighth grade because eighth grades when the aliens come and the mothership comes down and they turn into aliens and sometimes they return from the mothership and sometimes they don't some takes a little longer like my my oldest stepson took him a little longer to come back from the mothership my other kids they came back pretty quickly they didn't have as long being an alien as not, but it, it, there's so much growing up that happens in middle school and it's a hard age regardless. So what is one of the tips you can advise to parents that help you connect with these uh, middle school age children? Have the ability to, to listen to them, you know, just sometimes that's all kids need is somebody to listen to them, whether they're dealing with something in school or at home, let them talk to you, let them come to you uh, for advice. Uh, don't just shut them out. Uh, it's one of the things that I've learned teaching is that um, for a student to really thrive and succeed is to have that uh, support system and they might not have it at home and school might be their only outlet, and if you have even just five minutes, let them talk to you. Let them, let them just, just have fun with them. Just, you know, have a typical conversation. Hey, how was your day? 
how are you doing? How are you feeling? Uh, encourage positivity, you know, hey, great job today in class. I see, I see you did good on your quiz or you helped the student out in class. Those little things go a very long way in, in seeing how your child or a student really succeeds in the classroom or any, anywhere in, our, in today's day and age. Exactly. I love that you just said, let them talk with you. Let them talk with you. Don't you talk over them. Don't criticize them. Don't judge them. Be a good listener. You know, kids, if you ask any teenager why they don't like being at home or they don't like hanging out with their parents, they're going to tell you, nobody listens to me. Nobody cares about what I have to say. Nobody asks me anything and nobody really, you know, values anything that I, you know, offer opinions on. So start letting them talk and start listening and start putting into action ideas that they have. You know, they're pretty smart. So start listening to your kids and and let them talk with you. Let let them talk. I, I love that. Let them talk and be positive. Holy cow, I'm always teaching parents to be positive. Notice all the positive your kids do. Notice all the good they do and let them know you notice. You know, just like you said, David, when you're in school, you tell them, oh, you know, you did really great on this. Let them know you notice the good because a lot of times we only chime in when there's something not so good going on. And then that's when they hear from you. So, um, so what do you think, David, really, what, how do I word this? What ingredient in you really allowed you to be so successful as you have been in so many areas of your life? What do you think is in you that allowed that to happen? Well, I wouldn't say just one ingredient. I'd say it's a combination of multiple. So I'd say like uh, patience, perseverance, dedication, uh, motivation. And this isn't just something that uh, has happened just by the support system that I have, but it's, it's, it's on me. You know, it's, at the end of the day, it's on you. And you, as an individual have to have the right mindset and the strength to want to achieve your goals. And, and one of the things is always one of the, one of the advice that I like to give parents is, especially to their kids is if you find your, if you, if you always think like a champion, you tend to, you tend to fall on your face. You know, you tend to fail the first time around, but if you think of like an underdog, It'll make you it'll make you hungry to really want to succeed and really want to push yourself towards your goals. Always think yourself as as being you know right dab in the middle, not already at the top. Because when you're that when you're right dab in the middle at the bottom, it makes you want it even more. I love it. I love it. Patience, perseverance, dedication, and motivation—like four great qualities to keep you going. You know, I, I like to give the example of when, you know, a toddler learns to walk. You know, do parents push them down? They stand up, they take a few steps, they push them down and go, oh, no, 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 don't walk. Don't walk, stop walking. 
you know, go back to crawling. No, we encourage them. We hold their hands. We guide them. We keep them moving forward. We cheer them on. We're on the other side. They're taking two steps. They fall down. We stand them up. They take three steps. They finally reach us. We cheer them on. Do that with your kids regardless. Always do that so that they feel that same encouragement in themselves. So, so David, you've, you're, you're a champion at three sports. You're, you're a, a middle school teacher, a successful middle school teacher. You're a motivational speaker to many. And you've, of course, inspired me. And I know you're inspiring our listeners. Where do you go from here? What, what is the next mountain you're going to conquer? Well, the next mountain after, um, of course, uh, as I always believed, uh, teaching doesn't just have to go, be in the classroom, but teaching can be anywhere. So one of, my, one of my main goals is to hopefully uh, pursue motivational speaking as kind of like a full-time, full-time uh, gig. And sure, it'll, it'll take time, but that's, what, that's what's worth it. You know, every, as with everything, everything takes time. And with time, everything develops and everything, you know, gets better. And one of my main goals is to hopefully teach everyone around the world about cerebral palsy and share my story and give those, give everybody hope that no matter what situation or what struggle or what challenge you face, there's always a light at the end of the tunnel and you'll be able to succeed and achieve anything you set your mind to. Amen. I love that. Absolutely. There's always a light at the end of the tunnel. And, and honestly, what there is no success without hard work, without some speed bumps along the way, without stumbling blocks. It's, it, you, you keep going. You keep moving forward. Perseverance will get you there. You know, we tell the story that it's a bitsy spider. Did he like when the rain washed him down? Did he give up? No, no, he crawled right back up that water spout. So, you know, it's a fun little game for kids, but it is all about perseverance and not giving up. And, you know, and here you are. So, so David, if I, you've given so many advice, so many golden nuggets to our parents, I hope they are soaking this in and listening, regardless of whether your child has a physical or cognitive challenge, they all have challenges because they got to become grownups, awesome grownups. And if you want your child to be an awesome grownup, I hope you're putting in some of the information that David is And then one of the things I'd like to add is, don't don't think of your child as as a as disabled think of your child as gifted they have many gifts that over time as they grow up they're gonna they're gonna really influence the world they're gonna show the world that regardless of that disability they can they can they can really make a change in the world and they can make an impact absolutely absolutely and David, you are making an impact. And I'm so grateful that we met and that you were able to join me on my podcast. You are an inspiration. And I'm only cheering you on for more and more and more and more. And I'd love to have you back. And if I, uh, when I start doing my conferences, I'd even love to have you speak. So we'll talk about that later off the, co- off the podcast. But Definitely. anyway, thank you so much for being on. Can you let people know 
how they can reach out to you or are there links? Is there a website? How can they talk more to you if they would like to? Yes, uh, you can reach out to me at my Linktree at Linktree uh, slash davidcpfitness65. Uh, you can also reach out to me uh, on my Instagram at davidscpfitness, uh, my Twitter at davidscpfitness, and my, my Facebook at davidscpfitness. Good. So David CP Fitness, and I will have that link in the description of this podcast. And just to clarify, David, it's David with an S. David's CP Fitness. So D-A-V-I-D-S CP Fitness. Yes, that's correct. Just want to clarify, make sure. All right, guys. Well, David, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you again. And I thank you so much for blessing my listeners with all your awesomeness. Um, I hope to have you back again. All the listeners out there, thank you so much for listening and joining us. And this will be featured on Pumped Up Parenting, and it'll also be found on YouTube under Pumped Up Parenting with Celia Kibler. So check it out. If you want to reach out and talk more to David, reach out to him. If you need to talk about what's going on with you, you know you can always set up a free call with me at Talk With celia.com talk with celia.com david thank you very much thank you i appreciate it my my absolute pleasure and in the meantime guys david and i wish you days filled with peace love and tons of laughter laughter it really is the best medicine (laughs) yes it is laugh more and we'll see her next time on the next episode of the pumped up parenting podcast bye-bye everybody Thank you for listening to the Pumped Up Parenting Podcast. Be sure to head over to pumpedupparenting.com to grab your free copy of the Patient's Playbook. Wishing there was a manual for your toddler? Well, good news, now there is. You can pick up your copy of Raising Happy Toddlers, How to Build Great Parenting Skills, and Stop Yelling at Your Kids, my newest release on Amazon today. Tune in next time for more tips, advice, and strategies as you continue to pump up your parenting and create childhoods that everyone can blossom from. Have yourself a really fun day. Bye-bye.